0: Hey guys, welcome to the Bitcoin Fortress Podcast, helping you increase your financial freedom. This is episode 53, recorded here on February 26, 2023. This podcast is for entertainment only and is not investing advice, so please do your own homework. All right, jumping right in with the market update. From last week, stocks fell sharply Friday to wrap up their worst week so far this year as the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge unexpectedly accelerated in January and consumer spending surged. The core PCE price index jumped 0.6% in January and 4.7% from a year ago, coming in above economist estimates. Meanwhile, consumer spending surged 1.8% last month, the biggest increase in nearly two years. Investors worry the figures will add pressure on Fed policymakers to keep ratcheting up interest rates. U.S. Treasury yields rose in response with the two-year note climbing nine basis points to 4.78%, and the benchmark 10-year yield adding seven basis points to 3.95%. For the week, the Dow Jones dropped three percent for its fourth straight losing week, The S&P 500 shed 2.7% in its worst week since early December, and the tech-heavy Nasdaq sank 3.3%. So, a pretty ugly week across all asset classes. I think the only thing that was really up for the week, maybe, was oil, or oil stocks. Uh, Looking ahead... The calendar next week includes some wild cards with the potential to jolt key sectors. Tesla will hold a highly anticipated investor event, while Chevron and Goldman Sachs will also hold their annual in- annual strategy updates. On the macro front, Fed speakers will be back on the circuit, and economic releases include the latest on durable goods orders, the FHFA housing price index, the S&P case, construction spending numbers and speeches from the feds rafael bostic and thomas barkin the earnings schedule is also active with uh, target lows and neo all due to report uh, target could be at risk to see an earnings drop and um, rivian is set up for a good year no matter what earnings bring in according to another analyst And uh, someone's also calling out Broadcom for an earnings beat. All right, jumping into the Bitcoin news for the week. Uh, Let's see, the first article I picked here was from Cointelegraph. This was posted today. And the title here is uh, GBTC or the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust approval could return a, quote, couple billion dollars to investors, according to the Grayscale CEO. In a recent interview, Grayscale Investment CEO Michael Sonnenschein stated he can't imagine why the United States Securities and Exchange Commission wouldn't want to protect Grayscale investors and return the true asset value to them. In a February 25th interview on What Bitcoin Did, a popular podcast hosted by Peter McCormick, Sunshine explained that the SEC violated the Administrative Procedures Act by denying approval for the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust to be a spot Bitcoin exchange-traded fund in June 2022. He explained that this act ensures the regulator doesn't show favoritism or act arbitrarily, adding that the SEC acted arbitrarily by approving Bitcoin futures ETFs while rejecting GBTC's conversion. Sonnenschein noted that when the SEC started approving the first Bitcoin ETFs, Grayscale took it as a sign that the SEC was changing their attitude to Bitcoin. He said there is a couple billion dollars of capital that would immediately go back into investors' pockets on an overnight basis if GBTC was approved as a spot Bitcoin ETF as the fund would bleed back up to its net asset value. Sonnenschein explained that this is due to GBTC currently trading at a discount to its NAV, but if it were to convert to an ETF, there would no longer be a discount or a premium, there would be an arbitrage mechanism embedded. He reiterated that Grayscale is in the process of suing the SEC now and could have a decision challenging the SEC's denial of its initial application by as early as fall 2023. He also noted that Grayscale has over a million investor accounts, with investors worldwide counting on the firm to do the right thing for them. Sonichin can't imagine why the SEC wouldn't want to protect investors and return that value to them. He added that Grayscale isn't going to shy away from the fact that it has a commercial interest in this approval, noting that if the application to challenge the SEC gets denied, Grayscale might be able to appeal the case to the United States Supreme Court. This comes after the SEC filed a 73-page brief with the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia in December 2022, outlining its reasons for denying Grayscale's request to convert its $12 billion Bitcoin trust into a spot-based Bitcoin ETF in June 2022. The SEC based its decision on findings that Grayscale's proposal did not sufficiently protect against fraud and manipulation. The agency had made similar findings in several earlier applications to create spot based Bitcoin ETFs. Uh, So the only concern I have about this is, of course, Grayscale has a 2% management fee, which is quite a bit higher than than the other one. Even I think the Canadian Bitcoin ETFs that are spot ETFs have lower fees. So that'll probably have to come down or, uh, you know, they'll probably still be somewhat of a discount, I guess but there's no question that, uh, ETF would be better. Uh, and a lot of people for a lot of investors, you know, that have brokerage accounts in the U S there's really no other way to invest in, in Bitcoin, um, uh, or to get direct exposure in Bitcoin other than perhaps buying MicroStrategy. But again, that's, you know, uh, a stock <clears throat> and so it tends to go with the stock market as much as it goes with Bitcoin. Um, so we'll see what happens but uh, he certainly makes a lot of good points but uh, the sec doesn't seem to be in any hurry on that next article here um, and i picked a few articles to talk talking about regulatory uh commentary just because i think it's interesting um in the broader crypto industry Uh, of course it has an impact on bitcoin in the short term in terms of price but uh um for many reasons bitcoin's very difficult to regulate the only thing you really regulate is the the you know converting of bitcoin to fiat currency you know so-called the on-ramps and off-ramps but i think it's still important to stay on top of this so the first one here is from cointelegraph this was posted i think yesterday treasury secretary janet yellen calls for quote strong regulatory framework for crypto activities United States Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen stressed the importance of implementing a strong regulatory framework for cryptocurrencies during a G20 meeting on February 25th. Speaking to Reuters, Yellen said it was critical to put in place a strong regulatory framework. She also noted that the United States is not suggesting an outright banning of crypto activities. Yellen's remarks follow earlier ones from the International Monetary Fund Managing Director Kristina Georgieva, stating that banning crypto should be an option. And actually I have an article about that uh, later. Um, there has to be a very strong push for regulation. If regulation fails, if you're slow to do it, then we should not take off the table banning those assets because they may create financial stability risk. And that's uh, again the IMF's take. In addition, Georgieva pointed out to reporters that it is necessary to differentiate central bank digital currencies from stable coins and cryptocurrencies which are issued by private companies. Of course it is, Uh, CBDCs are great. The first G20 finance ministers and central bank governors meeting under India's presidency addressed key financial stability and regulatory priorities, Cointelegraph reported. The country's finance minister Nirmala Sitharaman called for a coordinated global policy to address the macro financial implications of crypto assets. Sitharaman has historically supported working with other jurisdictions to develop crypto regulations, India's government has debated whether to regulate or ban cryptocurrencies for several years. On February 23rd, the IMF released an action plan on crypto assets, urging countries to abolish legal tender status for cryptocurrencies. The paper, titled Elements of Effective Policies for Crypto Assets, outlined a framework of nine policy principles addressing macrofinancial, legal, and regulatory and international coordination issues. Hmm. I wonder if El Salvador got that memo. After, oh, after a visit to El Salvador earlier this month, the IMF suggested the country reconsider its plans to increase exposure to Bitcoin, citing the cryptocurrency risk to El Salvador's fiscal sustainability, consumer protection, and financial integrity and stability. Uh, the next article here is, uh, I think this was mentioned in the previous one. This article is also from Coindesk. Uh, this was posted on February 25th. Global crypto rules to be based on coming FSB and IMF synthesis paper, India says, after G20 meetings. The basis of coming global crypto rules will be formed on a new synthesis paper jointly produced by the International Monetary Fund and the Financial Stability Board, announced India as the holder of the Group of 20 presidency in Bangalore on Saturday. The announcement came after three days of meetings in India among the 20 largest economies of the world, collectively known as the G20, in which creating a global regulatory framework for crypto was a priority. The discussions held between the G20 finance ministers and the central bank governors were expected to chart the way forward for globally coordinated crypto rules. The synthesis paper will be submitted during India's G20 presidency, which culminates in September when India hosts G20 leaders from across the world," said Indian Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman during a press conference. Asked whether consensus around global crypto regulation that India had prioritized for its G20 presidency will arrive during India's term, Sitharaman said, First of all, we are going through the study process so that there can be an informed discussions. Something should develop, Sithraman added, while referring to FSB's expected paper in July that will lead to the synthesis paper by September. Sitharaman also said that Canada's central bank governor cautioned other members that crypto assets should not be given a regulatory seal of approval without a well-thought-out approach and a framework for implementation. The World Bank stated that views of all developing countries should also be included in any crypto policy framework, Sitharaman added. India's central bank governor Shaki Kanta Das said that there was a market shift in perception around crypto assets by G20 nations in the past year, which saw the collapse of several major crypto companies, including FTX and a global contagion. There was a wide acceptance about risks involved in crypto assets now, Das said funny because they don't really talk about the global south that are facing hyperinflation collapsing currencies and really no place to store their wealth except in Bitcoin stable coins and other crypto assets so um, there seems to be two agendas in the world uh, as it relates to uh, and I'll just say Bitcoin because the other crypto a lot of them are just scams and of course, central bank digital currencies are are uh, safe and, and better. So what they'll do is they'll market that, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, if you're not really aware of what a central bank digital currency is and how it can potentially control what you spend your money on and can be used for surveillance and all those other things, um, you know, why not, right? It's easier. Uh, the next article here, as I mentioned earlier, this one's from Bitcoin.com. This says, IMF calls for more crypto regulation, says banning should be an option. IMF Managing Director Chris- Kristalina Georgieva talked about crypto regulation Saturday on the sidelines of G20 meetings for finance ministers and central bank governors under India's presidency in Beng- Bengaluru. Commenting on crypto oversight, she told reporters, there has to be more regulation. Her statement followed a roundtable discussion she co-chaired with Indian finance minister Nirmala Satharaman. The IMF chief and India finance minister agreed that besides debt restructuring, regulating cryptocurrencies is a priority area for India. Georgieva explained (coughs) that the IMF, the Financial Stability Board, and the Bank for International Settlements are committed to establishing a foundation for the regulation of cryptocurrencies that are not issued by governments or central banks. I guess that means that CBDCs don't need to be regulated. We have to differentiate between central bank digital currencies that are backed by the state and stable coins and crypto assets that are privately issued. She stressed, there has to be very strong push for regulation. The IMS chief emphasized noting if regulation fails, if you're slow to do it, then we should not take off the table banning those assets because they may create financial stability risk. The IMF executive board provided guidance this week to help countries develop effective crypto policies, while most executive board members agreed that strict bans are not the best first best option, but that targeted restrictions could apply a few thought that outright bans should not be ruled out. In addition, the board advised crypto assets should not be granted official currency or legal tender status in order to safeguard monetary sovereignty and stability. Georgieva similarly said Saturday. Crypto assets are nothing. They cannot be accepted as legal tender. The fund has been against El Salvador accepting Bitcoin as legal tender since the country made the crypto a national currency back in September 2021. However, the IMF said earlier this month that so far, the risks from El Salvador adopting Bitcoin as legal tender have not materialized. So again, a lot of uh, jawboning from the, uh, well, the IMF. The Financial Stability Board and the Bank of International Settlements are also known as the misery industry. And if you want to learn more about that, you should check out uh, a recent podcast that was on um, the Bitcoin Standard podcast with Safety Amos uh, that he interviewed um, Alex Gladstein, who's a human rights advocate, and uh, they talked quite a bit about. Um, what these organizations are are all about. And it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty depressing actually, but, uh, good, good information. Um, so I'd definitely recommend checking it out, but, um, not a lot of credibility here and they're clearly pushing for central bank digital currencies. They definitely want to roll back, uh, legal tender adoption, uh, which has only happened in a few countries I think so far. I think, uh, Uh, There's a country in Africa and then, um, you know, El Salvador, of course. And then uh, I think the Central African Republic adopted Bitcoin as legal tender. And then I think there might be some other small um, city states that might have adopted a Bitcoin as legal tender. But it's not, you know, obviously widespread yet. Uh, But they definitely want to beat that back uh and then uh, next is kind of a funny story that popped up last week and had a lot of people talking about and this is uh twitter coin so those of you that have been on noster uh, or if you don't know what noster is it's basically um, a, a protocol that works a lot like twitter um, with a public key and a private key so you have a private key that you control that It's basically like your login and your public key is what you share with people. And then, um, they use a series of decentralized relays to pass messages around. So you basically have a decentralized messaging platform. That's, um, theoretically uncensorable. I guess if one of the relays you're on, you know, blocks you, then, you you know, you can always move to a different relay or you can set up your own, um, and continue to post your content and if people don't like it or find it offensive they can block you which you can do on twitter but twitter decides you know what they do and don't want you to post so there's a lot of censorship and has been and probably still is um and also the algorithms control what you see whereas you know on those you just see what you see based on who you follow anyway Noster's has kind of taken off and it also integrates bitcoin lightning payments so if somebody posts something that you really like you can send them a zap which is basically sending them some sats um or you can also go right in there and tip uh directly uh in their profile but you can also zap them for for content uh, which is kind of you know really starting to take off and uh you know some people send 10 sats 20 sats you know a couple hundred sats thousand sats whatever uh back and forth so it's it's kind of creating this this circular creator economy um all decentralized and all and and leveraging uh the bitcoin lightning network as a payment layer and so twitter saw that obviously and is concerned and so they um launched what's called twitter coins so this article actually talks about how they can uh, buy buy them on Stripe, uh, it says a few Twitter users have reported being able to buy 150 Twitter coins for $1.99 from February 22nd. The tokens can be used to reward tweets. So Twitter seems to have started the beta rollout of its Twitter coins to certain users. A few Twitter users reported being able to buy Twitter coins since February 22nd. Rumors of Twitter releasing its own token started circulating in December of 2022. So they have been working on this for a while. Twitter user who goes by Tree of Alpha said a pack of 150 Twitter coins priced at $1.99 became available for purchase on Wednesday. The only available payment method is Stripe, the user added. CEO of IBC Group, Mario Nothal, previously said that Twitter coins, when launched, would allow users to reward tweets. App researcher Nima Aoji posted a screenshot of Twitter's explanation of its native token. According to Twitter, its coins are, quote, virtual goods. It noted, as you receive coins, they accumulate into diamonds, which can be cashed out. Twitter said its tokens will allow content creators to be rewarded by their fans and audience and create a channel of passive income. Now, of course, everybody in the Bitcoin community and also in the Noster community uh, were panning this thing. It's it's probably not going to be that successful. It's, it's certainly not as easy uh, to do as zaps, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but... You Know once again, uh, the marketplace will probably decide whether or not this is a good thing and whether it takes off or not. Uh, head analyst at Blockware Joe Burnett noted that Twitter rival Noster Zaps are a thousand times better than Twitter coins. Nostr is a decentralized social media platform where Zaps signify micropayments made using Bitcoin's Lightning Network. He added. Uh quote, Twitter should become a noster client ASAP if they wish to remain relevant for the remainder of the twenty first century. <laughs> so anyway, uh we'll see what happens with Twitcoin. But uh uh yeah. You know, good luck. Uh and then last but not least, uh there was a post from uh Corey Clipston who's uh with Swan Bitcoin. Um And uh, this was uh, fresh off the press from the New York magazine. He posted this on, uh, when was it? February 25th. A direct quote from Gary Gensler interview, uh, which has kind of been making the rounds in the Bitcoin community. Um, And uh, it goes something like this. Everything other than Bitcoin, Gensler told me, You can find a website, you can find a group of entrepreneurs, they might set up their legal entities in a tax haven offshore, they might have a foundation, they might lawyer it up to try to arbitrage and make it hard jurisdictionally, or so forth. In other words, there are people behind these cryptocurrencies using a variety of complex and legally opaque mechanisms, but at their most basic level, they are trying to promote their tokens and entice investors bitcoin because of its unique history and creation story is fundamentally different from other crypto projects in this respect and so uh you know again a lot of people in the community celebrating that it's nothing new i mean the sec and others have said that bitcoin really is classified as a as a uh, commodity uh, because it has no original issuer um, and uh, doesn't pass the so-called Howey test, um, which, uh, you know, stocks and and things like that, uh, where, you know, people are organized, you know, with a and and are buying uh, securities with the hope of making a profit in the future um, from a a group of people that are organizing and running a business. That's, you know, kind of basically what it's about. So, uh, anyway, so, uh, that's, you know, good news, uh, for Bitcoin. And hopefully Bitcoin will, uh, as its anti fragile nature, uh, will continue to withstand, uh, even the most, uh, desperate, uh, nation state attacks. I think it's already been through the China banning multiple times, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the EU and, and uh, you know, with uh, these the, the misery industry and, and their efforts. But uh, I think more and more people are going to realize the difference between Bitcoin and crypto and the crypto, you know, by and large. While there might be some use cases that many of those already exist in the fiat world and uh, a lot of those use cases um, and, you know, quickly devolve into fraud scams and ponzi schemes so um anyway hopefully people wake up to that and uh begin to understand that more and and uh this is really part of what i'm trying to do with with my uh podcast and and blog is really try to educate people about bitcoin so they can understand it better and make you know informed choices um with their money Lastly, just want to mention this week's blog post. Uh, it's a it's called Bitcoin Saves the Day, a short story. Have a little fun with uh, with that. So check it out if you get a chance. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like and leave a comment. Also, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also follow my Substack at BitcoinFortress.substack.com. And you can follow me on Twitter. My handle's at Nick Reichert. And I'm also on Noster. Uh, if you just search up Bitcoin Fortress, uh, I'm there as well if you're on Noster. So check me out there too. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.